0: Welcome to the second official episode of 338, the Canadian Political Podcast. My name is Max. And I'm Cole. And today we are going to be discussing how each province votes federally. Um, I think we're going to start in Western Canada. We're going to move across the country a little bit.
1: Yeah, so we're going to include BC, Alberta, and Saskatchewan today. Although I would argue Alberta and Saskatchewan really aren't Western Canada. I think they're own kind of group. Western Canada really is, in my opinion, just BC. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into that. But first, we have a bit of housekeeping get out of the way
0: um thank you to thank you very much to everyone who listened to our last episode um we got quite a bit of good feedback a bit of bad feedback i'm definitely okay with that this is definitely a work in process progress and um i I think we should probably talk about how we're available on eight different platforms now cool
1: yeah yeah we're on google podcasts anchor player breaker podcasts uh radio public and apple
0: And we also we're also available on Pocket Casts, which I hear is a very new up and coming podcast.
1: Yeah, I know it was pretty good for us to get on Spotify and Apple, of course. It Mm -hmm. was definitely Apple was a little bit of a process. Yeah, Apple was a
0: process. Spotify was our number one. They got us. They they had us from day one.
1: They had our backs. But uh, Apple was a little harder. But we're here. Mm -hmm. We're uh, we're here. We're here to stay. So uh, here we are. Yeah. So today's topic.
0: How does each province in Western Canada vote federally? Uh, um, we're gonna have we're gonna be talking about the three provinces that are the westernmost in Canada. We're not gonna include the territories today. Uh, so Yukon, we're not gonna be talking about at all. But we are gonna be talking about British Columbia, Alberta, and Saskatchewan. Um, our process is that we gather data from Canada three thirty eight, a website that breaks down politics by province and or riding, and uses recent data to see how each riding were to vote if an election were called. That's um, amazing.
1: Three thirty eight is I love 338. I, I, I kind of worship 338. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. I literally just go online and mm-hmm. I'm like, is my party winning? Yes. Oh my God. I get so excited. Every every election,
0: I, I sit on my computer and I'll just scroll Canada 338 for like an hour every day. In
1: my campaign office in the last uh, 2019 election, I would be sitting there with like all the other people and we just go through 338 religiously just going through 338 checking how we're polling it's 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 a really great tool
0: yeah and the special thing about 338 is that it explains how you're writing votes mm-hmm. and like the margin of error yeah it goes into a lot of detail it goes into a lot of detail it'll say each of the candidates at, at some point uh but it mostly just shows the person who's currently leading in there and and it's not only just an election season it's all throughout the year and by the way we are not sponsored it really sounds like we're being sponsored no we just love it we We are big
1: fans yeah that's two political nerds it's our dream
0: So yeah, uh, Other topics that we're going to cover today in today's episode include the PharmaCare bill by the NDP that the Liberals shot down. lot to unpack there. There's a Lots lot to unpack there. there. We're going to try and briefly cover it because if that's like just a huge can of worms. And we're also probably going to talk about uh, vaccine rollout provincially.
1: Yeah, it's been good. So it would be good to get into that as well.
0: Uh, but without further ado, welcome to the second episode of 338, the Canadian political podcast, Western Canada.
2: How
1: okay. do we vote? So let's we'll start with British Columbia
0: um bc is diverse bc is diverse like it is the most politically diverse province yeah like four of the main five parties have a crazy stronghold here and Mm -hmm. you can't really fault the province for not having a stronghold on the
1: block quebecois yeah we're not very french um let's start with the island okay so the island is green and ndp although victoria has had Wavering with the liberals. I yeah. mean, sometimes they go maybe. Usually goes to the NDP. Victoria uh, really a
0: growing urban center, and
1: growing yeah. urban centers really tend to vote liberal. If you
0: look at Vancouver, Toronto, uh, in
1: yeah. the last election, Calgary, Winnipeg, the major cities all almost vote liberal. Yeah,
0: except for Calgary did not.
1: Calgary did not in the last election, <laughs> but I think there's a little bit more to unpack there than just the growing <laughs> urban center. Yeah. Um, which we'll get into when we move to Alberta. So let's we'll
0: start with Victoria. It's very green. It's <laughs> like the home of the Green Party. Um, yeah, well,
1: Saanich Gulf Islands. Sanish So Island. not necessarily the city of Victoria, but Sanishes. Yeah. Um, and then we have Nanaimo, Ladysmith, which is also green. And uh, for
0: Saanich Gulf Islands, the their MP is Elizabeth May, the yes. former former the, leader, the Elizabeth icon May. herself, the icon uh,
1: herself, Elizabeth May. I mean, she is one of the most parliamentary MPs mm-hmm. out there. She knows all the rules. She follows all the guidelines, and Elizabeth, she's a
0: little bit wild, which is fun. I have the utmost respect for Elizabeth May.
1: I don't personally subscribe to the Green Party, necessarily. But being a woman leader in politics, too, mm-hmm. before there was any others. Yep. I mean, before it was all old, like all older white men yep. and Elizabeth May, which is kind of outstanding.
0: Yes. And then they picked up a few more seats last election. They Green did. Party. Um, we talked about Nanaimo. Nanaimo, they won the last by election Very
1: interesting. I lived in Nanaimo for five months, and... Let me tell you, it's not necessarily a very green riding in the sense of what you would think. Um, like it's not overly like environmentally friendly. Although I did see a age. funeral for the trees one time, so I don't know. But uh, you can Nan- find that anywhere in Vancouver. Nanaimo is an interesting place because it's a lot of older people, um, very working class, very blue collar. So mm-hmm. NDP would make sense, also conservative. Yeah. Uh, but we ended up with a green and green yeah. member, which is if you look at the map the island is very green and
0: orange there's no red and no conservative or which is blue and that's really a sight to see for such a country that is very politically divided between the liberals and the conservatives it's yeah. almost
1: like it's almost like they don't exist on the island which they do well the island is a little out there they're mm-hmm. a little bit more um uh blue collar while also being very hippie and yeah i mean you drive through certain parts of the island, and it feels like you're with hippies. Cannabis is yes. cannabis is huge on the island. Mm-hmm. Um, environmentalism and outdoors activities are huge on the island. The cities aren't huge. Victoria's huge, but that's it. And even
0: Victoria, I think it's, it has like a metro area of like only like three hundred thousand people, yeah. which is like half the size of Vancouver proper. But you know, it's it's a good city. I don't.
1: The rest of the island though is ndp all the way port alberni mm-hmm. comox courtney um tofino tofino north island powell river which is considered part of the island even though it's on the sunshine mm-hmm. coast um and nanaimo and sandwich gulf islands went green but well, why, why do you reckon that what do you reckon that the island votes more green than the rest of the country does? i think because the island generally has lower population less urbanization mm-hmm. and it's very natural yeah i mean if you've ever taken the drive from Nanaimo to Tofino, mm-hmm. you see how well it is preserved still. Yeah. I mean, if you get to the Port Alberni area, logging is the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Port Alberni is NDP, yeah. uh, which makes a lot of sense actually because it's very blue collar. The mill is the main um, source of income for the town. Uh, small business is really big on the island, mm-hmm. all kind of NDP things. Yeah. Um, the Greens, however, I think they come in because the island does have a a ton of nature a ton of national provincial parks it's very important i think to islanders uh to keep their sense of nature mm-hmm. um something that i think we're losing in the mainland uh, yeah. in the metro vancouver area as we um, see more and more urbanization yeah spread out even to places like langley also a island. lot of indigenous people on the island yeah uh sure. you know i grew up in vancouver and it's very ethnically diverse, but mainly Chinese, white, and South Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the island, it's white and indigenous. Yeah. I mean, the reserves aren't so far out of town. Yeah, if They're could... on the edges of town or in town.
0: Yeah, if you go to places like Port Hardy, yeah. Nanaimo, Chimayness, and, and even Victoria. There's right? bigger
1: populations, and I think indigenous people definitely do resonate with the Green Party to mm-hmm. a degree. I mean, there's are the stewards of our land and it's a big thing in canada to uh, consider indigenous people the stewards of our land because they did take such good care of the environment Mm -hmm. pre-colonization um so i mean it makes sense for to have some green uh votes over there the gulf islands as well beautiful stunning you've been to a few i've been to a few there's nothing like them yeah there's really nothing like the gulf islands it's very granola very granola
0: very hipster very Mm -hmm. like hippie and it makes a perfect day trip if i'm being honest like it does if you're from vancouver from victoria or even if you're just visiting in town just hop on a ferry and spend spend a day on one of the islands
1: it doesn't necessarily feel like you're in uh mm-hmm. vancouver or the island itself even mm-hmm. the gulf islands are their own communities that are so mm-hmm. they're so accessible but yet so isolated mm-hmm. that they have their own kind of unique way of life and, and they, love elizabeth they love elizabeth may they love May. But yeah, so the island is, is definitely diverse. Again, I would go back to very blue-collar work, mm-hmm. very um, very environmentally friendly, and a ton of Indigenous people who are probably the most persecuted minority in our country. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that they vote more to the left, I
0: think. Is there any MP that you want to highlight on the island?
1: Yeah. Um, why not? I think we did with Elizabeth May. Yeah. I mean, she is the main MP on the island. She's a she was a federal huh, party the leader. The main MP on the mind. main, and she lives on Main Island. Yep. Um However, she is like the biggest name on the island for politics. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, Paul Manley's probably second, just because mm-hmm. he is the only was for a while till the twenty nineteen election the only other Green candidate in yep. Parliament. Um, I mean, the problem is the NDP hotshots are here in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily on the island. The Jenny's ones,
0: the, the Jillians of the world, which yeah. we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Right. So,
1: um, I mean, the island, though, it's pretty calm. I mean, mm-hmm. they are pretty political, very against the pipeline. Oh, yeah. Again, why the <laughs> Green NDP? There's more at risk for them than people who live in Vancouver and the rest of BC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it comes to a pipeline spill. Yeah. The main industries are all from natural resources, a lot of it pertaining to the ocean with mm-hmm. fishing um so it makes sense yeah and tourism is a big part and they tourism really want to pr- and preserve natural that, right? tourism tofino yeah Tofino you it the beaches the waves the ocean surfing surfing yeah it's that's what the island's built on that's i couldn't have put it better myself
0: i literally couldn't have <laughs> uh we should probably move on to the mainland uh we'll there's a lot about,
1: going on over here
0: talking about vancouver surrey burnaby richmond the West, coquitlam there's, there's too much going on there's a lot of like a lot of big cities in the lower mainland and it's home to half of bc's population right should we start with our own riding here in delta let's start with our own riding okay delta, so now?
1: delta is actually a very interesting riding because prior mm-hmm. to the 2015 election it was two ridings mm-hmm. it was uh, south delta steveston and north delta newton and um, steveston's part of richmond newton's part of surrey so two different cities mm-hmm. uh, interesting two very different politically cities yes uh richmond being more uh Ethnically Chinese Mm -hmm. who tend to vote conservative, and Surrey being more ethnically South Asian who tend to vote liberal. Mm -hmm. So, North Delta actually ended up being NDP Mm -hmm. back then. Well, Uh, mostly because I think that North
0: Delta is they align themselves a lot more with NDP and how South Delta aligns itself more
1: with conservative. It kind of meets a balance in the middle middle with Um, the Liberal Party. But also, I think to speak more to that, I think that um, the NDP in the last election before 2015 was 2011, 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the 2011 election, I mean, uh, the NDP had the second most seats in the house mm-hmm. of commons, uh, they were the minority and there was an orange wave mm-hmm. to say. Um, so I think it makes sense that North Elton Newton went orange NDP, mm-hmm. but, uh, in 2015, when the red wave came with the liberals and the mm-hmm. city itself was one riding, um, they went liberal with Carla. By far. A, by, yeah, by far. far. Right. And Carla was the first time running. It was her first Ooh. time running in 2015. Um, and she's a federal cabinet minister, so we have mm-hmm. cabinet representation as well in Delta, which, which is insane to insane me. Insane, but... because we're such an obscure part of the lower mainland that people who live in Vancouver don't sometimes know what Delta is.
0: Yeah, they just think that we're part of Surrey sometimes. Or, or, they, and know Ladin, or yeah. they know Ladner to Watson.
1: They know Ladner to Watson, but they don't know North Delta or what's in between. Yeah, so, <laughs> and let's be fair. There's to be fair. There's not
0: much. In there's not much. Um, um. But when it comes to the mainland it really depends on where you are but there's a lot of diversity between ndp liberal and conservative there's not a lot of green representation if no. at all i don't
1: think so no i i would say that there's not um surrey our neighbor beside mm-hmm. us is very liberal very liberal uh i believe all the ridings except for two in surrey are liberal um and those two ridings that are not liberal uh are where uh one it is more white mm-hmm and two uh, actually chinese as well in south surrey white rock South Surrey White. Uh, um carrie lynn finley carrie lynn finley um conservative MP. which interesting enough is that uh, when she ran there she didn't actually live in south surrey white rock which i don't know how i feel about that uh, in 2019 i think your candidate should definitely live in your riding. that's important yes um <laughs> but and then in uh, uh cloverdale langley city center Mm-hmm. um which is the beginning of the bible belt of our province yeah um uh went back to the conservatives uh, mm-hmm. to Mary Jansen who is a very interesting person um i remember during the 2019 election again i can't speak to the truth because i haven't mm-hmm. talked to her personally but i read she did not believe in evolution or climate change and she uh either abstained or voted against ending um conversion therapy mm. which with me is not cool. Um, but, uh, you know, that's very interesting to see how that riding itself went very conservative in voting for a candidate like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's necessarily because they liked her or they were against the Liberals. Um, but still, that that's a pretty out-there candidate, even for the Conservative Party. That's more PPC kind of yeah. um, jurisdiction. But, uh, yeah, so the rest of Surrey is very liberal. Many uh, South Asian candidates. Mm-hmm. Dollywall, um, Randeep Sarai, Randeep Sarai um, City Centre in Sur- uh, Surrey Newton, um, right. two of the most South Asian populated areas in our province. I think
0: it's along the lines of 60%. And probably in our country,
1: yeah. the most South Asian populated areas, maybe Brampton has more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, these ridings have a lot of economic disparity. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of social issues uh surrey is known as like the don't go there area in our city um but it's changing it depends on where in syria it depends where you are but it's changing rapidly it's really changing rapidly there's Um, a lot of transportation city surrey city center and surrey newton though are the worst in terms of crime and all Mm -hmm. that um and it's very interesting that they vote liberal Mm -hmm. um and the south asian population chooses to vote liberal Mm -hmm. um but hey i mean they have been voting pretty heavily liberal and they've been getting pretty big margins in those writings. right um so surrey has just gone liberal pretty much which is interesting but again when we talk about fast growing communities that is surrey mm-hmm. surrey is going to outgrow vancouver and but, then i think it was like by 2029 i saw that they 2029 other day. and it's funny because is surrey is down huge actually surrey is massive surrey is massive so <laughs> um it makes sense
0: not very politically diverse very ethnically diverse
1: yeah it's it's i, I quite like surrey um, um yeah surrey's sorry i'm i have i'm indifferent want to talk a little about langley yeah langley ew, langley langley is well again with langley's first mp mm-hmm. um tamara jansen that is just a no-go for me Mm -hmm. i actually feel i felt very disappointed when i saw they voted for her um not that i wanted them to necessarily vote liberal instead but just that they voted for a candidate like that Mm -hmm. um i think it's very telling of the community which is although becoming more diverse is very white yeah um and very religious
0: depends on where you are
1: but yeah um i see what you're saying uh is Fleetwood Port Kells, but that's also in Surrey. Actually, I just pulled up three thirty eight Canada right now, and it's showing that the Liberals are about six points ahead of Tamara Jansen. Yeah, um, in in, in the polls, Cloverdale, Langley City, which, you know, I actually think makes sense. Um, I don't yeah. think Langley's actually like that. I think it was in uh, retaliation to the Liberal Party from twenty fifteen, um, and what they did in since twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, however. I still really question why they voted for such an out there candidate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there are great conservative uh, members of parliament, and mm-hmm. um, but then you have those who are like Tamara Jansen, who you know don't believe people like me mm-hmm. should exist. Um, which I think, no matter what your political leanings are, um, in a country like Canada, is not right. Yeah. Um, and our value system in Canada says that's not right. Um, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. And mm-hmm. um, as we start to kind of get further out uh, of Langley, Abbotsford, the Grove, Mission, it gets more conservative. Yeah. um And it's pretty much conservative all the way until you hit Kelowna, which in 2015 was liberal. But now it's back to being conservative. Now it's back to being conservative.
0: We'll, we'll touch on that in a second.
1: Uh, if you go
0: on the other side of the Fraser River, north of Langley, you'll see that Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge is also conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure about
1: Quitlam. Coquitlam is a mix, so uh, I believe there's like two ridings of each. Um, Yeah, so Port Moody, Coquitlam is uh, currently conservative, but it's polling liberal, polling liberal by about a point Uh, right now. And then Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam was a big big sorry no not big it was super small uh, sorry there was such small margins between the political parties in that riding yeah that that one took a while to count the votes on. however at the moment mm-hmm. it's polling 42% liberal 27% conservative which is very surprising considering where we were about a year ago but... um, and then the 32% Port Moody Coquitlam 31% conservative that's going to be a tight race Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it will probably go to the Liberals in this next election. Right. Uh, we don't know when's going to happen, but presumably soon. Um, I think it will go to the Liberals. I think that it's a growing area. It's again, if the further you get away from Vancouver, it's definitely more white, but it's getting more diverse at the Mm -hmm. same time. So with diversity comes, I think, left-leaning parties. Not always, but yeah, usually, especially with urban centers. Urban centers, yeah, specifically, which is where. Like most of the diversity seems to happen is in urban centers. So those areas are all changing rapidly, uh, growing fast, mm-hmm. and I think it will be less conservative in the next few years. Uh, moving on to Burnaby. Burnaby uh, is, there is
0: it's, it's a solid mix between
1: Liberal and NDP over there. Burnaby's two ridings. Yep. So Burnaby North Seymour, which is SFU, uh, a little bit of the North shorts of Deep Cove, mm-hmm. and Northern Burnaby, which is Terry Beach, um, right. Liberal candidate, and he has been the MP for the last. How many years uh six years yeah yeah i don't know if he ran before 2015 but last six years he's been the MP. and
0: savannah robinson the ndp candidate almost beat him out last mm-hmm. time because that's that's a very uh, that's where all the students who go to simon fraser university a lot of them live mm-hmm. in north Burnaby, especially the ones that live on campus and that's where they vote so most most university towns you'll see are pretty left left leaning mm, that's up for debate well, it depends on where you are. Yeah, it depends where I, you are.
1: Their universities are technically usually liberal, I think. I meant more along oh, the lines of British oh, Columbia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, UBC is liberal. Yep. Oh, that, that's that's, no, lo- so- that's left leaning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I, sorry. I think I, them, when I think of them, I think moderate. So. Yeah,
0: I, I'm saying more along the lines of like not, not conservative. conservative. Okay. Yeah,
1: not right wing. Um, so, yeah, Terry Beach is in charge of that, right? He's a really interesting figure, actually, because. He's a liberal, but he's against the pipeline because his uh, riding doesn't want the pipeline. Yep. Uh, Because it terminates in their riding. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's actually really great. Right in the Inlet
2: there. Yeah, that's
1: really great. And I think it's great that he's opposed it Mm -hmm. um, because that's what his constituents want. Um, So aside from that, there's Burnaby South, which is Jamie Singh, Mm -hmm. our NDP leader's riding. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. Choice.
0: Interesting choice to say the least. Probably would have done better on
1: the island. Uh hope he doesn't lose his own riding. Although we kind of noticed but... the pattern today, how mm-hmm. up along Kingsway it's all NDP ridings. Yeah. And his riding is on Kingsway. Kings is... Kingsway is a, a big street in uh, Greater Vancouver and in Vancouver as well. Yeah. So they're all NDP ridings along that street. And mm-hmm. I guess it kind of makes sense for him to run there if that's the pattern. Um, but at the same time, the population doesn't necessarily vote NDP. Mm-hmm. If you think about how those populations traditionally vote, uh, big Chinese population right. uh, definitely vote more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, big South Asian population, um, who I would say in that writing is actually more split than mm-hmm. they would be in Surrey. Um, because Jagmeet Singh is such a figure to the community, having a South Asian man run as a party leader. Right. However, uh, traditionally, South Asian communities vote liberal. So, I mean, it's a little bit more split. I don't think it was the smartest place for him to run. I think he could have run somewhere on the island. Uh, maybe ran against Paul Manley in Nanaimo. Mm-hmm. That would have been a smart choice. But oh, um, it's it's not necessarily a super NDP riding. Uh, we've seen his margins jump a little bit lately. Yeah. Um, but beforehand, you know, he was very low for a party leader. Yeah, and it's it's
0: uh, the NDP, they're... Decently big party, and they should be able to win their own riding. Like the party leader should be able to win their own riding. Yeah, it's not like the People's Party or anything, where
1: the party leader probably won't win their own riding. Yeah, but and yeah. then we'll get into the other NDP ridings locally, which mm-hmm. are New West, uh, New Westminster, which is um, a lot of unions are actually located mm-hmm. in New Westminster, which makes sense for uh, okay. to be NDP, which is founded on unions. Um, Vancouver Kingsway is. Um, NDP, and they actually beat a local Vancouver, a little bit of a celebrity. Um, hmm? I forget her name. Um, she was on CBC, I think. Uh, I, I can't remember. Anyway, she was on CBC, <laughs> and uh, she ran. She, she's a little bit like a local newscaster who became a little bit famous. And she ran for the Liberals, and she lost um, by quite a bit. So, But Vancouver Kingsway is a NDP stronghold. It, I think.
0: Yeah, they're, it's going to take a
1: lot for them to lose. Uh, provincially, it is as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's part of East Vancouver, which is liberal. Right? So, isn't that Dix's riding? In uh, I think it's Adrian Dix's riding yeah. provincially. I think. Um, and then Jenny. J- that's Jenny Kwan federally, yeah, though. Uh, the Vancouver East itself is Jenny Kwan federally, yeah. and Jenny Kwan is an NDP superstar, probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. names in the party. She ran provincially and federally. Um, again, I mean, one she of, ran provincially. Yeah, she ran provincially as well. I believe. Hmm. I remember being in uh, the Parliament Buildings in Victoria and seeing her portrait on the wall. Um, so. Yeah, she is a very big figure in the NDP, probably second to Jagmeet Singh in terms of importance in the party. Right. I mean, you always hear about Jenny Kwan. Peter Gillian might give her a
0: run for her money, mm-hmm. but, like, but remember, th- these people, like, these writings are all touching each other, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah,
1: so, but again, Jenny Kwan, to me, she is, she should be the leader of the NDP in my opinion. Yeah. She would be, I think, a very amazing leader for the party. Would love to get her on the podcast. I yeah, I would love awesome. to have her too. Um, and then you start rolling into the Vancouver Ridings. Yep. Uh, overarching Vancouver Ridings. And you have Vancouver City Centre. Um, the, uh, the MP for Vancouver City Centre is Hetty Fry. Hedy Fry. Um, and they vote Liberal, which makes sense. Vancouver City Centre, although the downtown district, most of the population lives in the West End and Coal Harbour, mm-hmm. um, which is very queer. Uh, It's our gay center in Vancouver Right Uh, Typically I find gay people very much support The liberal party Um, It depends I mean I think um, Some gay people will definitely vote Liberal and uh, sorry NDP and Green Mm -hmm. Um, And there are some conservative gay people I think the guy who ran against Teddy Fry was gay and conservative Which there's a lot to unpack there (laughs) Um, But um, Again queer people typically vote liberal Um, Their party has done a lot For us uh bill c16 uh in the words of pierre Elliott trudeau the state has no place in the people's bedrooms back in 19 i think 69 which is very ahead of its time very ahead of its time um and i think that's what really drove queer people pierre Elliott trudeau actually think is what drives a lot of people to the party he was a Mm -hmm. huge probably the biggest figure in canadian politics that's probably the reason why his son does so well as well a little bit because his dad left a legacy Mm -hmm. um I mean, Pierre Elliott Trudeau left a legacy on this country that will never be changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, again, that's why a lot of queer people vote for him. Uh, vote for the Liberals, sorry. And then we start getting into Vancouver Granville, uh, which is just outside Vancouver City Centre. It is the only independent
0: riding in the
1: country. Yeah, Jody Wilson-Raybould, which there's a lot to unpack there as well. Um, she was kicked out of cabinet from the Liberals. An Indigenous woman, she was kicked out of cabinet. She was kicked out of the party. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and won, won her riding.
1: Won her election. riding, not by huge margins. Yeah. Um, As an she, independent, she did which win. Is
0: beyond impressive.
1: Beyond impressive. I, I will say the people must really have liked her. Yeah. Or if, again, I I really wonder in this last election if it was people really liked these candidates, or they're saying no to the liberals for another four years. Right. And I think I think if you take in Alberta, Alberta, ex, um, if you look at Alberta, sorry, mm-hmm. you can see that Alberta really said no to liberals. I don't think they necessarily didn't like the candidates. I think they didn't like the party. Right. So, and it like it is
0: really hard for an independent to get into parliament, mm-hmm. uh, especially if like well, obviously no no independence part of a party, but you're way better off running as, as a part for someone as, as a party mm-hmm. because it is
1: very difficult. So, looking at the current uh, three thirty eight predictions for Vancouver Granville. Um, it's a toss up uh, thirty two point nine percent to the liberals and thirty one point four percent to uh, Jody. Terrible. And I think the the only problem with Jody is, um, I had heard that her constituency office was closed for a long period of time, mm-hmm. um which is not very responsible as an MP. Um, and I think over time people find although independence can be great, they can also very much hinder your voice. They they can expand your voice because you have one person who doesn't have party affiliations and they're openly advocating only for your writing, um, whereas you have um, also no party affiliation, so you can't really pass legislation unless other parties are on board. Right. So it, it can be a hindrance and a great thing
0: uh we're gonna head on break but we will be back and we're gonna keep, continue to talk about vancouver and we're gonna move to towards the interior and to the other provinces we're gonna cover today alberta and saskatchewan and we're back when we left off we were talking about vancouver uh vancouver
1: granville vancouver yeah.
0: granville joey wilson raybold's right so
1: anyways uh Vancouver-Granville, interesting riding. We'll see how they vote in the next election. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it will go back to the Liberals. I don't Mm -hmm. think, uh, as an independent, Jody can necessarily do enough, especially when she's been ostracized by the main political party right now. She had a good run. She had a good run. And you know what? She did do some good things. But again, Jody was a very controversial person in Parliament when she was with the Liberals, you know, with the whole um, SNC-Lavalin scandal. And there has been other things that have been brought up about how Jody – didn't sign papers for an innocent inmate to get released from jail within uh, with for a few months when it was sitting on her desk, and as justice minister, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um. So there's 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 a lot to unpack with Jody. Maybe we could do a whole episode on Jody. Um, I would like that. She's a very interesting figure in Canadian get politics. Get her on the podcast. And you know, but she's a big name. She's an indigenous woman, which is very different. We've never seen a justice minister who was indigenous, um, or or a woman. I think, mm-hmm. or maybe she's the second. Um. So it's great. Anyhow, she did leave a very good legacy on Canada, uh breaking a glass ceiling. Um, but yeah. Wanna, and then wanna quickly touch on Richmond? Uh we still have a few more writings of Vancouver. Uh, there's there's more, I know. So <laughs> uh there's Vancouver South, which is Harjit Sudgeon's writing. Mm-hmm. We can't forget him. He is also breaking a glass ceiling. Defense minister. Defense minister of South Asian. Um Vancouver uh Vancouver South is an interesting writing very mixed between South Asian and Chinese, um, which is an interesting group of people because they vote differently. All right. Uh, Vancouver South. So Wilson, listen right? No, Vancouver, oh, that's, Vancouver, that's Vancouver, Granville, Granville. Granville. Vancouver. Vancouver South is South hard. Yeah. Okay. Um, it also has the university, which I attend Langara. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's an interesting area. It encompasses Oak Ridge, South Van, the river district, right? All these different little parts of Vancouver that are very different from each other. Um, and there's a lot of development going on in that riding right now as well. They're really building it up. Especially at Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge, uh, the river district as well. Right. Um, it's all being built up very fast. Um, he's very popular in his riding. He's and he's. and I think he's pretty popular across the country. Yep. I mean, he, he broke a glass ceiling that I didn't think we would necessarily see at mm-hmm. this point in our lives. Um, a defense minister that is, for one, not white, two, not Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to see. It's great, Um, and then we get to Vancouver Quadra, which is a pretty big riding. Actually, it's all of Kitsilano, Point Grey, uh, Shaughnessy, and uh, UBC. Uh, They vote liberal. Uh, Joyce Murray, another cabinet minister, um, digital government. (laughs) Lots of cabinet ministers in Vancouver. I will say, uh, Joyce Murray is a really good, good, uh, good MP. Um, She goes out of her way to do town halls on different topics that are facing the country. Every single like couple weeks uh with the pandemic has slowed down but before the pandemic she was doing one like every week i swear and she would have ubc professors come speak to the public
0: that's what i want to see from politicians Mm -hmm. i want to see them very involved in the community because that's what at the end of the day that's what
1: it's all about it's It's the community right it's it's representation for your community in ottawa and bringing ottawa to your community yes so and when we live in such a big country that's important yeah because you have to remember that it's like a six hour flight to ottawa right and other countries of our size don't have that russia mm. doesn't have that china doesn't have that uh the usa i would argue does not have that with exceptions such as yeah. uh, like the like
0: the only country that i can really think of that's a similar parliamentary
1: system and our size would be like australia australia the uk yeah um other british colonies mm-hmm. um but they're not the same size of country as we are. Well, I
0: was talking more in yeah.
1: the lens of Australia, right? Yeah. yeah. But even then, Australia doesn't have such a widespread population in the way we mm-hmm. do. Australia's population is all to the coasts. Yeah. Whereas we have people who live up north. We have people who live in the center of the uh, country with Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And those people's voices are being brought to Ottawa and Ottawa's voices being brought to those provinces, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, and then we'll get into Richmond. Conservative yep um chinese population voting uh makes sense richmond is probably more ethnically chinese at this point than white it is and um it, you it. can see that you know you go up the main road in richmond number three road and the signs are in mandarin or cantonese mm-hmm. it's great and it's really great to see that and it's really great to see the diversity the community has i'm uh, not just with chinese people either japanese and korean as well mm-hmm. um And they vote conservative, which is also interesting, because I believe Richmond has like the most immigrants out of any other city in the Lower Mainland. I'm pretty sure it's also
0: North America as well.
1: Yeah, and they vote conservative, who tend to limit um, immigration. immigration, So it's interesting that they vote that way, but uh, typically Chinese value systems and beliefs tend to be a little bit more conservative. So it does make sense in that aspect but you know with a community that has so many immigrants and so many non-english speakers and everything it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting that they vote for a party who's definitely somewhat against that alice wong also a controversial kind of person uh, mp for richmond center um and then i don't remember the name of the conservative candidate for richmond steveston and east um i'm gonna check it out right now but he is uh i believe it's a man i think so as well um I'm not quite sure, uh, but Alice
0: Wong is Richmond
1: Centre, right? Kenny Chu. Kenny Chu. Um, he's for Vancouver East, and the Liberals are polling actually. Sorry, not Vancouver uh, Richmond East, but the Liberals are polling two points behind, which would make sense in 2015. The Liberals won Vancouver East. I don't know. Yeah, although their MP was a little interesting. Richmond East, Easton. Yeah, Richmond East, Easton. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So even though their MP, which again, I don't know if that should all be the same riding. Two very different areas. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Uh, Richmond. It, it has a sizable population. Mm-hmm. I think it's above 200,000
1: now. So they do need two different mm-hmm. ridings in Richmond. I just don't know about the borders necessarily really? because Steveston is so far away from Richmond East, which is like agriculture. Get out, get on an Elections Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll bring it up to Elections Canada. We have a problem. <laughs> um, and then as we get into the interior, moving away from Vancouver mm-hmm. and its suburbs, um, we really see that it goes more conservative uh, to the east and more NDP towards the north.
0: Conservative to the east, NDP
1: and towards I the And I think north. that's indicative of population as well. Mm-hmm. Um, although we do have uh, Indigenous people towards the east, uh, it is definitely more white. Isn't there one riding that sits at like the bottom by like a use
0: that's NDP? Yes, you are correct in that. I think it's like Columbia-Kootenai, something along those lines. Uh,
1: I believe you are correct in that. I'm just going to pull that up. because.
0: But in the meantime, there's Kelowna, Prince George. It's They all vote. Right now, it's all
1: conservative. It's all conservative. And it makes sense. I mean, yep. they are predominantly white communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it's changing. Our province is changing rapidly. Yeah. But... um, Like, Kamloops is also very conservative. Conservative. Kelowna is... I would argue Kelowna is actually very liberal
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, because it's more moderate. And Kelowna is probably the most diverse place outside of uh, Western BC. Yes, I, I um, I'd agree with you there. It's the fastest growing. Kelowna mm-hmm. is becoming a little major epicenter. Um, what, what? One of the
0: province's biggest universities sits up there. Yeah. And West Kelowna is huge. Kelowna itself is huge. If you've ever been to downtown Kelowna, there's it's like high rises just like it's, there's It's very Vancouver. interesting. I would
1: say it's very comparable to Nanaimo. It's very comparable to Nanaimo, except for the fact that it sits on a lake and. Nanaimo sits on the ocean. Yeah. Um, and it's on an island. But they're both very isolated, I would mm-hmm. argue, compared from Vancouver. They're both about five hour trips away. Yeah. Um, but they're opposing opposites. One's green and one's conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, two very far away people group uh, parties sorry and two very different people groups but um yeah Kelowna is changing fast it's more affordable it's it is becoming more affordable. less affordable um but it is more affordable um than Vancouver it's, a lot of
0: it's a very growing city students move up there for university because Okanagan College is up there and this day. UBC Okanagan's up there and there's a lot of young families moving there I've, I think I've known like Six different people who have moved who've moved up to Kelowna.
1: Yes, or Kamloops actually, Kamloops as well. Yeah, but um, yeah. What's what's that were write- one NDP writing? The one NDP riding is uh South Okanagan, South Okanagan, West Kootenay Um, very obscure part of the province for yeah. NDP. I don't think they but
0: they're strongholds. Like mm-hmm. they win pretty much every time um, over the
1: last few elections. And I wonder. I know there's a reserve down mm-hmm. there, and I wonder if it's more indigenous, and that's why. I'm pretty sure I saw you. it sits in that writing, I'm So not sure. I think it's more indigenous, mm-hmm. uh, which would make a lot of sense. Um, but as we get to north, the north uh, west coast is uh, above the island. Is NDP is as NDP. well. Is NDP. Haida Gwaii is NDP. Mm-hmm. Um, again, huge indigenous populations comparable to the rest of the povin- province.
0: And if you look um, at a place like Prince George, it's very conservative over there. That's yeah. our fourth like, city. Like- yeah. It's Vancouver, Victoria, Kelowna, and mo- most most places surround those three. Yeah. And then Prince George is like a very isolated, like larger. It's mandate.
1: very interesting because our province is very uh, much divided into regions mm-hmm. um, because of the mountains were isolated from each other to an extent, not so much in modern day Canada. Um, but, you know, previously it was very isolated. Um, it was hard to get from one place to the other. And uh, there's very different groups of people in each part of BC. Um, if you get to the northeast, uh, it starts becoming a little bit more like Alberta. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot more flat. Oil and gas is big. Um, might, might hear a bit of words of Wexit yeah. at some point.
0: Wexit. Mm-hmm. Well, not, we'll talk about that in a
1: second. Yeah, once we get, once we get to Alberta, we'll get to Wexit because Wexit is crazy. Yeah. Um, but I think this might be a good chance to move into Alberta. We've talked a crap ton about BC. So Alberta is
0: very conservative pretty much across the board. It has... All conservative ridings except for one, which sits in Edmonton Centre.
1: Yeah, and it is NDP. It is NDP, and even then, that NDP candidate
0: is pro pipeline. Pro pipeline. Alberta is very; it's a very oil and gas sort of province. That's their main export. Rural, Rural. Very much a ton of farmers. Even though two of Canada's biggest cities sit in. Uh, yeah. In Alberta,
1: they don't really have much of a... The, uh, but then their economic, not a uh, their economic centers of those cities mm-hmm. and the businesses in those cities all are based on the oil and gas industry. Right. Um, so Calgary has empty buildings. Yes. Because oil and gas is definitely a dying mm-hmm. industry in the world. Whether you like to admit it or not, unfortunately, one, it will last not last forever. And two, it is environmentally unsafe. And
0: Calgary sits completely conservative. All their writings are yeah. conservative. Um, it
1: was previously liberal though it, yeah. it was uh, the major cities in Alberta were previously pretty liberal
0: um well, when we talk about regionalism in this country a big part of it Alberta. is Alberta is Alberta Quebec and,
1: used to be the yeah. big poster child for regionalism and now it is Alberta
0: BC is moving farther left Alberta is moving farther right the few have butted the two
1: have butted heads a few times over the last couple of years very much so you know our province is really really dependent on our natural beauty mm-hmm. and our natural beauty of our province and the environment allows for our film industry our tourism industry it allows for our uh, natural resources mm-hmm. um, which are mainly fishing and logging and right. mining um, and Alberta for lack of a better way of saying it very much puts little regard into mm-hmm. the nature and uh climate of their province yes and they are the
0: richest province by by nominal gdp and gdp per capita Mm -hmm. so and it's i think it's by quite a large margin as well
1: yeah and that's because of oil and gas because of oil and gas the issue with alberta is though alberta will go from um doing fantastic Mm -hmm. oil and gas boom to when it slows down the the economy Mm dies
0: because they don't really have mm, much many much other things other than
1: oil and gas, because right? the the problem is the province refuses to diversify,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and unfortunately we're in a point in the world in the way of economy, yes, okay, and and we're the problem is we're at a point in our world where we need to diversify, mm-hmm. and it's where it's headed. It's getting there slowly, but if you're not on board and you're not making those changes over time, it's not going to be beneficial to you at all. Yes. And uh, the way the way that they vote reflects that, and the way that, and you know, Alberta's MPs are big oil and gas supporters. They wear mm-hmm. these T-shirts that say "I love oil and gas," and you know, I I understand because. But then there there is to a point that the people also support oil and gas, so they're doing their job by representing what the people want. Um, but it's, however, however, it's controversial because. You know, Alberta is just one part of Canada. Yeah. When the rest of us are moving towards a more green future and they're moving more towards oil and gas every day.
0: Like when we talk about 338 Canada or Canada 338, Mm -hmm. when you click on each riding in BC, a lot of them are going to be close together. Like the pulling, like one party is not going to be more than like five points ahead. Usually if you go to Alberta, a lot of like, especially the rural ridings are very, very, very blue Like in the way of like, I'm pretty sure I once clicked on a riding and it was, they had like a 21, 22, 23 point lead over the next biggest party. Like that's how big oil is in a lot of the, Um, Oh, we actually have
1: some big names from Alberta before we forget. Um, Sorry, it popped into my head. Michelle Rempel, Mm -hmm. huge name in Canadian politics, controversial. Mm -hmm. She married a U.S. army veteran, which her personal life doesn't have much to do with politics. Nor Uh, should it. However, she spends a lot of her time in the States, right? and that's not necessarily a good thing i don't think that's correct personally you know i would understand to a degree if Mm -hmm. your mp is a cabinet minister and Mm -hmm. they spend a lot more time in ottawa sure they've taken on a response an additional responsibility of taking over a main part of our country's fabric yeah um example carla she is in charge of workforce that's a big that's a big uh government area the workforce and employment I mean, she's done EI, CERB, all these things. That takes a lot of time. I understand that she's in Ottawa, mm-hmm. but she still is in Delta quite often. And side note, we are going to do an episode in a few weeks regarding the
0: cabinet, how the cabinet works and everyone yeah. in the cabinet. And that's going to be a fun episode. That I'm really be looking fun forward episode. to that one.
1: But... Um, but yeah, Michelle Rempel, very controversial. Mm-hmm. She blocks a lot of people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would I say she's an effective MP? Yes. She was voted the hardest working MP, which is interesting. Um, is I that something
0: that's like voted by parliamentarians? By
1: parliamentarians, wow. yeah. Which is interesting, and I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But I know if I were to live in her uh, Calgary riding of Calgary Nose Hill, mm-hmm. I would not. I think it's Calgary he, Nose Hill. You'd struggle a little bit. When, like, uh, Calgary Nose Hill, yeah. I would mm-hmm. struggle because you wouldn't be seeing her in your riding. Mm-hmm. And that's important. I mean, even during COVID, to see that your MP is out in the community talking to local businesses and seeing what they can do to help them, or posting photos of her with uh, in public in the writing, at least, mm-hmm. whether it be in nature or whatever during the pandemic. I think that's important. It shows that they're still there for you. And yeah, you know, her being in the states shows that she was not there for you. And her husband has made um, on Twitter comments about um, Canadian politics. and mm-hmm. they're very negative um once again controversial wait, wait, it's just
0: crazy that americans it, that even one american thinks at all about america or about canadian politics because mm-hmm.
1: it's they very they solemnly do yeah they solemnly, <laughs> but he's married to an mp so it makes mm-hmm. sense but i mean you know it leaves a bad taste in my mouth if my mp were to marry an american spend more time there and then he were to talk shit about <laughs> our country yeah, that would leave a very bad taste in my mouth as a voter.
0: Remind me to put the explicit tag on this one. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: um. But yeah, so that's Alberta. Alberta mm-hmm. is
0: the crazy. It's, it's it's the cities are conservative, which is kind of rare. Yeah. When it goes when it comes to cities, because they're not small cities either. Like Calgary and Edmonton are bigger than Vancouver proper, just mm-hmm. not by metro size. Yeah, they're just. I would—they're not bigger populations, yeah—but they're bigger areas. Calgary's yeah. huge, and you can like see one from the other. From what I hear, like, yeah, don't quote me on that, but I hear that you can see one from the other, and it's like a four-hour drive. And it's so flat, though. I'll, 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 Alberta, great province. However, a lot of a lot potential. Lot of it, it, a lot it has of a potential. lot of potential. They just need to diversify their economy, especially with more. natural
1: resources, solar, mm-hmm. wind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a flat, windy, cold, and hot province it is definitely diverse in this climate mm-hmm. they can do so much with it they just don't
0: and one thing that we probably should touch on which necessarily isn't a probably isn't a good thing especially for the future of canada necessarily is that the wexit party is growing a bit mm-hmm. there as well as the northern candidates. alberta i think People's red party deer is
1: really it's really big a red deer and places yeah. like that they're they're gonna have next election they're gonna have candidates running mm-hmm. and uh, for the wexit party wexit is a whole other political thing within Western Canada. Which it, it means Al- Western exit. Yeah, which the problem is in Canadian politics, when we refer to Western Canada, we're actually talking about Alberta. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about British Columbia, which is the westernmost province. It's weird. We're, it's, we're, we're like our own different thing. We are our own entity within Canada. Really, The, the left coast, right? Um, because Alberta, you know, they're talking about separating and either creating their own country or joining the United States. hmm and which i don't i don't think they would join they the would, united states i don't think they would either. but you know they're more like americans yeah and and their habits of how they do things it's a very
0: blanket statement but yes yeah. that is a very accurate
1: representation
0: yeah. uh a lot of people call alberta the texas of canada because you know oil <laughs> yeah. i don't know how many times you said oil take a shot
1: every time we said oil take a shot episode. every time we said oil because yeah it'll be a fun time um but i also would like to put in that we do have bias towards alberta our provinces are constantly butting heads. Yeah, And as British Columbians, I think we're naturally inclined to kind of hesitate about Alberta. Yeah. Um, because I mean, uh, when we said no to a pipeline, mm-hmm. they blocked imports from BC, which you don't necessarily think that's something that should happen within a country. <laughs> It's regions it of the country blocking imports from each other.
0: And we, we, we had our own problems as well. Like, mm-hmm. this is by no means just Alberta's fault. No, we obviously, but, we see
1: we're not very open to allowing their economy to flourish mm-hmm. by not allowing a pipeline.
0: Because they're, they're landlocked. We're not landlocked. We're we have access landlocked. to the sea. And for oil, that's a very important mm-hmm. part if we want to sell to other countries. And
1: we're also attached to parts of the United States that are more economically developed. Like Washington, Washington, Montana. We're very close to California, Oregon, Alaska. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are really big places in the United States that are huge economic powerhouses in terms of industry and um, natural resource. I
0: would genuinely say that we're also more culturally similar than Alberta we is. Are. To, like, Washington, Cascadia. Oregon. Cascadia.
1: Cascadia is a thing. It's, well, we'll
0: do a completely other episode it's a on lifestyle. that as well. It
1: definitely is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alberta does not prescribe to that lifestyle. They are yep. a prairie lifestyle, oil and gas lifestyle, and... Um, it's very interesting to see. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've been talking to some of my friends I have in Alberta, and they were telling me that in BC, we've made a real effort to put Indigenous representation into everything, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be art or, especially, arts actually. Like, a big if, one. if you
0: walk around Vancouver, there's a lot of Coast Salish right everywhere. Like, uh, it, Surrey
1: Central Sky Train Station.
0: Surrey Central Sky train Station. Even our hockey team, the Vancouver Canucks, yes. their logo
1: is Coast Salish right. Yeah, And um, it's been a big thing to put native art into representation in our Mm -hmm. communities, even at schools now. Schools have Coast Salish art. Uh, They have uh, carved art from Mm -hmm. Coast Salish peoples. And um, I was talking to a friend in Alberta and I was asking, do you guys have this representation? And she said no. No. She goes, it's not really a huge thing here. Which is interesting as well because I mean, the plains of Canada had huge indigenous Mm -hmm. groups. Uh, The Blackfoot being Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest in that area. uh, Being Comparable to our Coast Salish and Haida, um, which is very interesting that there's lack of representation. But again, if you look at the history of Canada, uh, Indigenous people in the prairies, just as in the United States, were pushed. Yeah. Pushed and pushed and pushed. And same same with like the buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. The buffalo was a big part of the yeah. folks'
0: lifestyle, and, and a lot and the the settlers killed a lot of the buffalo mm-hmm. to try and
1: move the Indigenous people away. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. In footnote with that, when we look at the Prairie Provinces, um, which we'll get into Saskatchewan next, which is even more than Alberta, very Ukrainian and Eastern European. Mm -hmm. Um, Because uh, back when Canada was being settled and founded, um, British and French Canadians uh, pushed Eastern Europeans to the East because they were undesirable for Ontario and Quebec society. Um, Which that's a whole other thing, ethnic groups within Europe not getting along. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it translated to Canada as well, because we were a colony of Europe, uh, France at one point and then Britain. So um, it's very interesting. So I wonder if that plays a role. I'm sure uh, the Orthodox Church is a bigger bigger thing in uh, Prairie Canada. Um, so it's very interesting. And culturally, they are very different. Yeah. Um, like, it, to be fair, across Canada,
0: every different province is a bit culturally different. Mm-hmm uh bc is separated from the rest of canada by this huge mountain range for one huge mountain range for one as well as the two big conservative provinces who are
1: very culturally different than the rest of canada like like us which is in a different way i would actually like to point out as well that uh what makes bc so different is that we were founded by the British separate from the rest of Canada yep. so we had our own capital so as Ontario and Quebec were first founded in the eastern Newfoundland uh, Labrador all those places were founded they pushed eastwards whereas BC was its own separate entity mm mm-hmm. it was its own thing with uh, the Orca territory and I, I, I don't even
0: think it was in a uh, Hudson's Bay Company jurisdiction at that point no. uh, northern
1: BC was I believe northern like. BC was I believe well, like, like um, but where we live, where most of the population lives, Vancouver Island mm-hmm. was its own thing. Vancouver Island and uh, British Columbia were its own entities they were. that joined together and then joined Canada. So it's interesting. Uh, whereas Alberta was um, not, not necessarily part of Canada like Quebec and Ontario were at the time. Mm-hmm. But it was absorbed. Yeah. Whereas we chose to join.
0: Like it was a lot of a lot of the prairies at the time were under the jurisdiction of the Hudson's Bay Company and the Northwestern Company. Uh, those were fur trading companies back in, like the mid eighteen hundreds before Canada became a thing. Uh, but now more so, the Hudson's Bay is sort of like slowly dying out. But we can
1: get into that just another time. <laughs> well, it's a little different because the Hudson's Bay is a company now. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's a it's a department store, <laughs> whereas before it was a fur trading company. Yeah. And almost a country, in a sense.
0: Yeah, because, like, back then they controlled the prairies, right?
1: And now they have lost a lot of their power because, so you know, they're just This might be store. a good way to transition to Saskatchewan, which is entirely conservative. Entirely conservative? Okay. Uh, we should take a break, but when we come back, we will discuss the statue on.
0: See you guys soon. <laughs> And we're back. Just moving into the last province that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, the third westernmost province in Canada, Saskatchewan, uh, has two major cities, Regina and Saskatoon. Uh,
1: it's very conservative over there, right, Cole? Like, it's very conservative? Very conservative, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan is kind of like a flyover state in the United States mm-hmm. in comparison. I mean, it's... It's like the Nebraska of Yeah, it's it's very flat very agricultural mm-hmm. um not a ton of people live in regina or Sask- saskatoon compared to the other major cities and yeah. provinces um they don't have any major sports teams like they have canadian football and who they love they love their but their football team there. is the biggest team i would argue in
0: Canada. oh yeah because that's like their only team they love canadian
1: football over there which is a bit different than american football very di- oh not it, very different but it's a bit different it's a bit different yeah but um You know, Saskatchewan's interesting because it's even more prairie than Alberta. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, I don't know if it's more indigenous. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the population breakdown. I'm sure it's a little bit Métis. Not as much as Manitoba. Not as much. Manitoba is the Métis homeland. But, um, you know, Saskatchewan, it just almost feels, if you're not from Saskatchewan, it's a place you don't think about. You don't often think about Saskatchewan. Um and Saskatchewan politics don't often come up very often. Yeah, no. It's 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 that one province because BC and Alberta are
0: always talked about. Uh we're like the two Canadian provinces that like to butt heads with each other that aren't Ontario and Quebec. Uh and then on the other side you have Manitoba, which is very prevalent. They like I think the main issue with Saskatchewan is that it doesn't really have any major cities, right? And it lies between uh, Alberta, which has Calgary and Interesting and,
1: and enough, uh, John uh, John Diefenbaker, mm-hmm. uh, our prime minister during the Cold War, was mm-hmm. from Saskatchewan. Interesting. Um, interesting. He's interesting himself. He created a bunker for the Cold War that he um, later did not use. And now it is a museum. Mm-hmm. Very cool museum I've been um, in Ottawa. It's very cool. Um, but yeah, Saskatchewan is just, I hate to say, but it feels bland. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on because of its agriculture industry. It is the food supplier of Canada. Um, but <laughs> it is. Don't worry. I don't
0: think you're going to offend anyone from Saskatchewan because I've been looking at our demographic information, like 90% of our listenerships from BC and okay. 10% from Alberta. So I think we lost our Alberta follow, followership. Oh, so today. when
1: compared to other provinces, uh, uh, Saskatchewan has a large um, Aboriginal population, comprised of 14.8% of the population. Interesting. Um, which is interesting, and if any of you are from not Canada, or are am not versed um, in Canadian history, mm-hmm. um, our Indigenous population was definitely genocided um, based on cult fact. culture and even death through mm-hmm. disease and famine and um, all different aspects. So to know that they have such a large population, mm-hmm. I think Manitoba might have a bigger population. Uh, they definitely have a higher Métis population, um, but uh, I'm it's not sure under about the First Nations realm. Of yeah first peoples yeah. um and it's and manitoba has i believe anyway people as well compared to saskatchewan because oh uh, yes yes
0: if, if you go to churchill like churchill there's yeah. a sizable population there which that's in manitoba which we'll talk about next time
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, um when it comes to rural saskatchewan because it's very indigenous there's the NDP does okay here but like they don't have any writings for themselves right now they they did last election if i remember correctly but currently. Rural Saskatchewan, it's all conservative. Every single riding in rural Saskatchewan is conservative. When, when we move to the cities like Saskatoon and Regina, they're also both conservative, which I think makes it the
1: only province in Canada well, that makes it completely conservative. I believe so. And if you look at provincially, the mm-hmm. Saskatchewan actually has the Saskatchewan party, which is center of right. Center of right? Interesting. <laughs> so um,
0: I've never really even heard of the Saskatchewan party before. But
1: it was formed with... Progressive conservatives, mm, um, which was the precursor to the modern progressive together.
0: Part, conservative party. So, the progressive conservatives was the precursor to the current conservative party,
1: and uh, and the official opposition in Saskatchewan right now is the new Democratic Party of Saskatchewan. So, interesting. You,
0: um, the liberals don't really seem to do well in most of the prairies, like at all. They don't have any writings in Saskatchewan or Alberta. Uh, I don't know if that's a testament to uh, the current political divide.
1: But to kind happening. of give a breakdown of the urban areas of Regina and Saskatoon, mm-hmm. sorry, they only have each three ridings, Yeah, which is not a lot in comparison to Montreal, Quebec, Calgary, Edmonton, and Vancouver.
0: Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty small cities. They're around 3, 300,000 a pop.
1: And I think um, that Winnipeg has more as well, Manitoba. Winnipeg mm-hmm. must have more. Winnipeg's a pretty fast-growing well, city as Winnipeg's well. Winnipeg's
0: larger than Vancouver proper, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. But also, but it uh, doesn't mean the
0: population. No. Yeah. No, like Vancouver uh, proper is 600,000. Oh, yeah. But yes. Vancouver metro is oh, 2.5. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I mean metro area. Yeah. So metro area, Um, I don't believe Saskatchewan. Oh, Winnipeg no, is huge, no, no. But I, I think it's growing. When I say proper, I'm
0: referring to the city itself and not mm-hmm. the metro area of the city. Okay. So, like. Vancouver proper is 600,000 but Vancouver metro is 2.5 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Calgary, Edmonton, Saskatoon and Regina, they don't really have mm-hmm. they don't really have a sizable metro area. I think most of their metro area is the city proper. Mm-hmm. It's kind
1: of like Victoria in that
0: sort of way as okay, well.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um but yes, yeah, Saskatchewan is conservative. I would mm-hmm. argue it's probably more religious. I'm mm-hmm. um, again those Eastern Europeans as well living there. Mm-hmm. Um I know I've met quite a few people from Saskatchewan at a program I did in uh, Ottawa called Encounters of Canada, Mm -hmm. and all of them were Eastern European heritage, um, Polish, Ukrainian, Mm -hmm. um, which is interesting. I mean, we look at how the province was founded. It was founded on pushing Indigenous out by pushing Eastern Europeans. By the British. By the British. The French had nothing to do with Saskatchewan. The French. Well, Quebec actually did have quite a bit to do because Quebec wouldn't take Eastern Europeans either. Yeah, So Quebec wouldn't take Eastern Europeans. Ontario wouldn't take No, I'm, I'm saying, like, when it's, like, how, how the way that it was founded? Because, like, oh, okay. even, even, even Manitoba had, like, Actually, a Saskatchewan, I believe, I believe Saskatchewan was actually part of the Ohio Territory, or Ohio Territory at one point, which belonged to um, France. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm sure that there is a French population. Mm-hmm. And, well, actually, the Prairie Provinces have a bigger French population than B.C. Yeah. We're the furthest removed, so we have no French <laughs> okay. population, really. Yeah. I'm um, and Quipham, but even yeah. then, it's dying. It's not really existent. <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba all have actually decent French population areas mm-hmm. um, where it'd be interesting to see if a French party ran in those areas and would win. Uh, a party that 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 ran on french french rights which was I, th- th- I think
0: you're giving the bloc quebecois ideas to run in saskatchewan
1: <laughs> right now uh, maybe the saskatchewan bloc i don't know but um, you know they are a minority group in those mm-hmm. provinces and i think something that we don't think about as north americans often mm-hmm. or necessarily europeans these europeans have a better way of addressing uh, language barriers within their country mm-hmm. um canada language barrier and language uh anglophone versus francophone is a huge thing oh yeah it is a huge thing because in quebec of course we want to they they really want to preserve their culture and french rights well and, two different language families right yeah. like one's germanic one's romantic and um, Boom. you know i think in most cases historically if uh a colony was seized by another colony it would Definitely be assimilated into whoever the new ruler was. Mm-hmm. Quebec was not. Um, mm-hmm. And French Canadians from wherever they were were not. They were allowed to keep their rights and keep their way of life, uh, which differed from the British. They had different systems, seigneurial system um, versus, I don't remember what the British system called
2: common system.
1: Something along those lines. Something along those lines. And uh, it's interesting to see how those French populations vote. We can can get a lot into that when we talk about Manitoba next week. Yes, Manitoba is a lot more diverse, actually, than the rest of the prairie provinces. Mm -hmm. Uh, Manitoba has a huge black population, and it also has a huge Métis population. Mm -hmm. So it'll be good. Um, This might be a good place to end for now for those uh, political analysis, kind of, of the provinces. Uh, Do you want to talk about the the Pharmacare bill? Yeah, so uh, last week uh, the NDP uh, introduced a PharmaCare bill into Parliament. Um, It was voted uh, 32 in favor, uh, 200, I think, in 56 or something along those lines, or whatever the rest of the MPs, I believe, were who abstained, but uh, uh, the rest of the MPs voted against. Yeah. Um, And the NDP have made a pretty big deal about it. They're yeah. saying that the the Liberals don't want pharmacare. They're not attacking I, the Conservatives. I, I, I'm I'm not I'm
0: not even like I, I'm personally NDP, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of pissed at the NDP this week mm-hmm. a little bit. It seems like a political stunt. It's it, it was definitely a political stunt, and NDP isn't necessarily known for their political stunts. So like
1: no, that's and... why I'm kind of
0: a big fan of them because like I'm not overly political. But that's but... <laughs> I,
1: I would argue that's changing with Jagmeet Singh. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, we've been pronouncing Jagmeet Singh. Yeah. So that's another thing we've been pronouncing Jagmeet Singh, uh, Jag, Jagmeet, I and mean, we should be saying Jagmeet. Jagmeet Singh is um, his name. I'm very sorry for that, saying that wrong. Thank you to the listener who uh, pointed that out to us. Yes. And I'd also like to st- uh, say that I also got wrong. Um, uh, Pierre Poilievre, who was the finance shadow minister, he didn't mm-hmm. step down, he was shuffled. He was shuffled? Um, in politics, that can mean the same thing. <laughs> um, But uh, I'm not sure. I don't have an in with the Conservative Party. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think the Conservative Party would necessarily want to have to have me in their circle. So um, I think that, you know, it is what it is. But Mm -hmm. uh, I got that wrong. I, I, I looked after and I went, oh, I said it wrong. And then. Um, yeah, I just wanted to correct yeah. that uh, and catch that. Um,
0: uh, I think there's there's a saying in Canada that when the NDP or when the Conservatives put put something into Parliament, that the Liberals will pass it five years later. Yeah. I think that the PharmaCare will be
1: faster than that. The PharmaCare will because and here's the other thing. So um, the NDP are all saying that the Liberals this was a political stunt so that mm-hmm. the Liberals could use this in their next campaign. Love Not a bit. necessarily true. Um, mm-hmm and the other the liberal response to the ndp is why they voted against it for one they already have their own plan mm-hmm. um and as a majority not majority but you know the biggest party in parliament at the moment in the minority you know they kind of make sense for them to say no mm. it politically it makes sense for them to say no. yes politics and also i mean the ndp plan Um, it made room to consult with provinces, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't consulted on beforehand, which is
0: unconstitutional,
1: which is very unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, it's a little different because in the States, and when we think about American politics, States have a lot of power. Mm -hmm. Provinces have a lot of power too, but not to the same degree.
0: Yeah. And it's not like it gets used very often either. The federal
1: government can lay out groundwork, but the provinces need to agree on that groundwork with the federal government usually Mm 1st and then the provinces can kind of tweak and put whatever they want into their own system. That's why we have healthcare in Canada already. We have healthcare, you can go to the hospital, it's free, mm-hmm. um, but it's different in every province. Yep, It's very different in every province and infrastructure is different in every province. In BC got to carry your card on you. Yeah, you have your card on you at all times in BC and uh, it's a medical card and you mm-hmm. show it to them and you don't pay anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, with PharmaCare, it's interesting because Ontario already has its own pharmacare plan. Mm-hmm. Um, citizens under the age of twenty-five get free pharmacare,
0: which is another reason why they should have just consulted with the provinces mm-hmm. in the first
1: place. Because some provinces already have their own pharmacare. Yeah, so they probably didn't want the federal government coming in and saying, "No, you got to do this, mm-hmm. this, and this." And I get that provinces mm-hmm. want autonomy
0: on yeah. certain things. And th- that's another hot button topic, which we can talk about another time. Um, but just you pr- know, province for- provincially versus federally
1: falls under provincial jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So therefore it is up to the provinces what to do with health. Yeah. The federal government can say you have to include pharmacare in that. Yeah. But it's up to the province how they do that. I'm a
0: big supporter of pharmacare. I want to see it go through. I think it will
1: eventually. It it will within the next two years. I for should sure hope so. Um, um will it be implemented in the next two years? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to go through, which means higher taxes. Conservatives aren't in support. Yeah. So, and those are our two biggest groups in Canada, conservatives and liberals. Right. Liberals are in support, conservatives are not. Uh, speaking
0: of health matters, uh, vaccine rollout is going decent across the country right now. I was reading that we
1: were 30% above our target. 30% above our target? I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think I screenshotted it. Let me chat. For reference,
0: today is February 28th, 2021. So we are still in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, vaccine rollout is going okay across the country. Um, I think more and more people are gonna get vaccinated come March and April. Uh yeah,
1: it's I retweeted I, it, that's what I did. maybe
0: even by the maybe even by the point of the summer, hopefully a, the majority of the population will at least have their first dose. I know that you and I fall into the pretty much the last group.
1: Uh, we are we, we are we do work for like okay. restaurants and stuff. Sorry, but... it's not thirty percent. So Canada was going uh, Canada is not going to meet its first quarter vaccine delivery target. Oh. So <laughs> Pfizer and Moderna, it's going to exceed them by oh. 30,000 doses. <laughs> the way that you started that sentence. I know, the tweet threw me off at first. I retweeted it, and then I questioned myself, and I was like, hold on. <laughs> um, and then here in B.C., uh, I have a tweet here from John Horgan, mm-hmm. um, our, pri- our, pre- not prime, our premier, mm-hmm. um, Uh, He says the early stages of BC's vaccine rollout plan have been tremendous success in protecting those most vulnerable from COVID-19, 230,000 plus doses, 92% of long-term care residents, and 94% of staff. Wow. That's great. That is great. And you know what? Vaccines haven't been around for that long, actually, if we think about it. Mm -hmm. Vaccines have only been out for a couple months.
0: Yeah. And, like, honestly, there was a point where the future wasn't looking that bright back in, like, October. but once once we had the province provi- promise of a vaccine, that's when things started to look up for people. I'm I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic about the future than I was, like, I want to say well, in December even.
1: There are yeah. those who are not optimistic, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, Canada, I think, is, like, in the 40s or 50s in terms of vaccine rollout in yeah. the world. But again, is that the country and province's fault? Or is it yeah. the company's fault for not having the supply that we have paid or mm-hmm. agreed upon? Um questionable and the the other problem that comes into that is our province might be doing well for vaccine rollout Mm -hmm. another province may not because again it falls under provincial jurisdiction yeah um you know i see people on twitter complaining about this all the time and i see them saying yeah oh vaccine rollout isn't where it should be but you know if you really want vaccine rollout to be where it should be complain to your province.
0: honestly just listen to your provincial health officer and wear a fucking mask like it's not that hard it's
1: not hard you know it's it's easy to wear a mask. Now I definitely need to put the explosive tag on. Yeah. Now you definitely do. No, but it's it's simple. You said it exactly right. Wear a fucking mask. Get the vaccine. It's, yeah. It's it's not hard. It helps other people. It helps you. Yeah. But you know there are those people who do not believe in vaccines, mm-hmm. do not believe in wearing masks, and mm-hmm. do not believe in COVID. Yeah. And I believe and those three. If, people, if you fall into any of those categories, just don't just stop I, listening to this. Like. I think those three people though cross over very yeah very much. Um and at the end of the day, this mm. isn't political. Vaccines are real. Vaccines are real. Listen to your provincial health vaccines. Officers. Will this, not
0: give you autism. this isn't this isn't a this isn't a matter of politics. And even if vaccines did give you autism, like like that's just like kind of like I don't know.
1: It's not true. It's You're not born true. with autism. Yeah. It, it's it's genetic. It's yeah. not it's not uh it's not <laughs> given to you by a vaccine.
0: We, we, we've taken a bit of a turn here but,
1: but, it, but it, it's true, <laughs> it's, true. It, it's at the end of the day um if you don't like it don't listen do you know yeah. what i mean vaccines are real vaccines will not hurt you mm. covid is real covid will hurt you mm-hmm. and masks are not hard to wear i have a beard yeah i wear a mask is it uncomfortable hell yes yes does my facial hair rub against it and itch and mm-hmm. like get sore a thousand percent yeah But do I still wear it, for one, to protect myself and to protect those around me? Yeah. Because I come home and Mm -hmm. I could give it to anyone else living in this house. Exactly. I don't want to do that. And they could give it to everyone else Mm -hmm. um, around them that they go to work with, everything. So it's not safe to not wear a mask. Honestly? If if
0: you think that you know more than doctors, you're fucking delusional, first mm-hmm.
1: off. <laughs> also, yeah. if you think all these doctors are in on this big secret regarding, mm-hmm. you know, vaccines and COVID.
0: You're also fucking delusional. Yeah,
1: you're, you're not where it's at. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, doctors are not out here to hurt you. Maybe some. Yeah. Maybe some. There's, there must be some ill-attention doctors. But mm-hmm. the whole community as a whole is here to help and make sure you are healthy that's their job i can't think of any other way to end (laughs) i can't think either
0: uh this has been a great episode we've covered a lot a few things that we should probably go over is we have a twitter now so um, please go follow please go give us a follow at 338 podcast that's with a capital p that is 338 p-o-d-c-a-s-t Um, Next episode, we will be talking about how Ontario and Manitoba vote, and we might touch on the territories or they might be their own. And give us a
1: follow. Still Max 44 and Cole Harding 4. Funny how they're both fours. Yeah. Um, But give us a follow as well. Um, we'll We tweet political and urban development stuff like crazy.
0: A couple people have reached out to me and asked how they can support the podcast. The best way to support the
1: podcast would be just telling other people about
0: it. Yeah, tell people
1: to listen and... Mm -hmm. You know, we want to hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Tweet us. Tweet us. Let us know what you're thinking.
0: We recognize that we have faults in our
1: own biases. We have biases as being British Columbians. Mm -hmm. We have biases as being uh, part of our own political parties. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have biases based on our own individual experiences. You are a straight white man. I am a gay man. Mm -hmm. White as well. And it, it, it leads to different experiences and different opinions. It does. And, you know, all those layers that make you you. Mm-hmm. give you bias yeah so it's gonna happen we try to be on as as possible mm-hmm. um you know you might hear us give a little bit more of a hard time to conservative politicians but mm-hmm. um that's because also as young people we are biased towards the left i feel like not necessarily all young people are uh but tr- uh, if you go by the trend young people are more to the left and um it's just it's, it's usually how it is but um we do our best to try to not be too biased.
0: That is true. Uh, probably the last thing to talk about. If you have any inquiries about the podcast or just politics in general, please email us at 338 podcastgmailcom at uh, gmail.com. Exact same mm-hmm. handle as our Twitter. Uh, yeah, we would, we would love to hear from you. And, Give us your uh,
1: questions too, and we yeah. will answer them. Um, we will we will answer whatever you mm-hmm. whatever you ask. Yeah.
0: That is true. I am really looking forward to covering Manitoba and Ontario. There is a yes. lot to unpack there. And I, two big provinces. Two very big provinces, both in history and currently.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, yeah, that, I think that's going to be it for this time. But uh, see you guys later.